0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. A very special personalized prescribing podcast. We're starting the year off by introducing a series of podcasts that we'll be doing uh, in this coming year. My name is Sophia Sheikh, personalized prescribing's digital marketing manager. Today, I'm joined by our CEO, Mark Faiz. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, So what are we going to talk about today, Mark? Uh, we're going to
1: talk about what is uh, personalized prescribing as an employee benefit, and why should employers consider to adopting it into their benefit plan?
0: Okay, so let's start off with the first question: How can employers see personalized prescribing, pharmacogenomic testing uh, specifically, as a benefit? Uh,
1: excellent question. In that, we are offering uh, personalized prescribing as a benefit and and, and a service, if you like In a very similar fashion to employee assistance programs. Uh, It's a very small benefit, costs very little money per employee per month. And the way that works is that, very much like EAP, employees would have an 800 number. They can call it. It's not 24 7, because it's not an emergency type thing, but it is 9 to 5, uh, Monday to Friday. They will. They they call our pharmacists. A pharmacist then can discuss with them uh, their medication, uh, the, the, any issues they might be having with them. Can explain to them why they might be ha- getting some side effects. But but it, it doesn't it doesn't stop there. If a person is having an issue with their medication it could very well be the result of a genetic mutation within that person. And the best way to identify that is to do a pharmacogenetic test. And and our pharmacist then would say to that employee or dependent, look, I might be able to pinpoint or personalize a medication for you so that it works perfectly with as little side effects as possible if we do this pharmacogenomic test. And it's covered. Then the start, the process starts, whereby we send them a kit, they deposit some DNA, we get it back by Purillator into our lab. The lab then discovers their genetic structure. We feed it into our software, we get the results, the pharmacist then will finalize the results, and then we share the result with the employee dash de- dependent. And their doctor, depending upon consent. That's how the benefit would
0: work. So, Mark, why would employers buy such a benefit? How does it help an employee or an employer? Well,
1: it's all about um, uh, employee productivity, employee uh, uh, satisfaction. Let's start with this. You know, in Canada, employees buy drug plans. Uh, and it, the average cost of a drug plan per employee per year is, let's say, roughly about $800. M- my question is, why, why not add another 20 bucks per year, per employee, to that $800 to make sure that that br- drug plan is the most effective, i.e., employees are on the best drug, best dose for them. However, the biggest reason is something else and I'll, I'll, st- I'll step back a little and say it stands to reason that if an employee is coming to work with their drugs giving them some issue if they're struggling with the medication they're on uh, side effects uh, and so on and so forth that employee is not productive it's not giving you a hundred percent of their ability at work. It stands to reason, I mean, you know, think about it. I believe that this P3 benefit can actually fix that productivity for the few that are on the wrong drug or on drugs that are giving them issues. So what would happen is they call, they get the treatment, and it's not just a quick call, yes, thank you, go get an ambulance and whatever. No, this is we take it. Sometimes we would spend months going back and forth with one employee and their doctors until we put them on the right drug using our genetic test. We believe that benefit will, number one, stop this employee from being unproductive. But let's let's step back a little bit. An employee who's not productive, because of drug medication, and if it's not addressed, that employee is going to degenerate into absenteeism next, and eventually disability. Hopefully that benefit that I'm proposing could nip in the bud a lot of these issues. Improved productivity, reduced absenteeism, and reduced disability.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark, can you share some case studies with our listeners?
1: I can. I can share many, 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 but only let me share one today. Uh, maybe a couple. We had a very interesting case of a gentleman in Alberta that that uh, purchased the test. But the gentleman was suffering from anxiety, and on, on, was on anxiety medication. And uh, and then when we tested him, uh, you know, I, interestingly enough the medication was not that bad. We sort of said this medication should work for you. But he said, look, the other big thing that he had is he had this nausea and he felt like vomiting on a regular basis. And it just, it didn't make sense at first blush because the medication he was on, the pharmacist thought the medication does not necessarily result in nausea and vomiting. So so uh, we dug deeper, talking to the client. so this didn't just happen, hi, nice to meet you, I have no anxiety. let's do the test, so on and so forth. no. So we did the test, okay, anxiety, but we found out the, the, the medication is fine. And we found out, and we found, out, wait a minute, why the medication doesn't cause nausea. What's going on? There must be something else. So we dug deeper and and we talked to the the patient, uh, you know what, what, tell me a little more about you. It turns out that the patient is an extremely heavy smoker. Extremely, chain, chain, chain. And then, and, and then if from his genetic makeup, and we had the genetic makeup, we discovered a particular gene that metabolizes nicotine. And that gene, in his case, metabolizes nicotine very, very fast. It's an ultra-metabolizer, we call it, which means that he's not getting the kick from nicotine that a normal person gets it, which explains why he was lighting another cigarette and another cigarette and another cigarette, because it was just going through him. Well, you know, first of all, we sort of alerted him that, you know, this could eventually cause lung cancer. To that he responded, you know what? My entire family dies from lung cancer. He was a person, a man in his mid-40s. We then said to him, look, you know, we found out that he might have a syndrome or a disease, if you like, called green tobacco syndrome. Now, this is something a normal person might not know about. And I didn't know about it, and the pharmacist didn't know, but they dug deeper. And when you have such a a, a genetic uh, makeup, that metabolizes both nicotine and caffeine very fast, then you need to drink a lot of coffee and a lot of nicotine to make, if you're trying to get that kind of kick. That if also results in um, this nicotine syndrome, whereby, uh, and, and that nicotine green tobacco syndrome is found, it's very well known amongst workers in the tobacco industry, right? And they will tell you, oh, yeah. Now, here's, what, well, here's the net result. is We found out because of his smoking, he had the nicotine syndrome. Because of the nicotine syndrome, that nicotine syndrome causes the, the nausea and vomiting. And he had gone through about a year of tests to determine what is the cause of the nausea and vomiting. And they could not, he could not, the medical community could not explain it they just couldn't and and they they, and then he became anxious as a result of that so and then they put him on medication as a result of his anxiety so wait a minute the root cause is smoking he had a gene that encouraged him to smoke or actually didn't encourage him to smoke once he's a smoker that gene then demanded more 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 nicotine so as a result we then went back and said i'm sorry buddy what you need to do is stop smoking you are not anxious because of anxiety you're anxious because you're not sure what this is and so on and so forth at first the guy wasn't convinced but in no time at all, he then called again and said, Look, I need help. How do I stop smoking? We then directed him to a thing called, I think, Alberta Quits. There is such a thing, we found it, a, a government agency in Alberta that helps people to quit smoking. And we found out that there is a particular drug called Welbutrin, Welbutrin, that actually helps with smoking cessation. And in his case, that would work perfectly because of his genetics. We then asked him to do that, um, and and he had promised us, thank you, and now I understand why, <laughs> if anything, and I'm going to try and quit smoking. So we had a person that was called, and they called from the hospital. He, was, he had bipolar, and he was rushed into hospital because he had a manic event that was... Extreme, And when you have a manic event on your extreme, you attempt suicide, you could hurt other people and so on and so forth. And he was hospitalized and uh, his connections called us and said, look, we need, we need help. We, we rushed around a result and came back. And let me tell you the bottom line. The bottom line is we dug deeper again. It wasn't an obvious situation. We we found out certain things with the medication, we corrected them, there were nothing. The medication he was on normally for bipolar were working okay. But the question is what caused this spike in his manic? And and we dug deeper, you know, what, what? It turns out as we talked to the gentleman back and forth, we found out he had, he uses cannabis on a regular basis. And that, a few, a few hours before he was rushed to hospital, he used an unusually large amount of cannabis by his own admission. And he said, yeah, I, I'm a user of cannabis. Well, we did the research and found out that that's, that's, that will cause a manic episode. And more cannabis would cause a, even a bigger thing. So our result, our says, sir, avoid cannabis and and we adjusted his medication just a little, as I said, but I said, avoid cannabis. And he, uh, again, an intelligent gentleman that works in a very responsible job, said, you know what, forget cannabis. I'm gonna have to find a different way to uh, get a kick. Uh, now that I understand that cannabis can be very bad for me.
0: And Mark, my important question, I guess, to you would be, why would an employer choose personalized prescribing over something else? Like why personalized prescribing? What makes it so unique?
1: Well you, you know we we were, we are saying we are the best um, company like that in Canada but to my knowledge today we are the only company in that that does this kind of service in Canada I mean there are other competitors that do generic testing mm-hmm. but but you got to pay for it on a test by test basis mm-hmm. and it it complicates things mm-hmm. so Employers cannot and do not want to get involved in the personal issues, uh, health issues of their employees. They don't want to tell employees, look, at it, if you've got a problem with your, de- with your uh, medication, just come and tell me all about it and I'll help you with this personalized prescribing or pharmacogenomics. They don't want to do that. They don't want to be part of it. So we are, it's a unique service today, as we talk, is a unique service. It does, it's not available from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But the other thing which is very big with us is we have pharmacists on staff that can actually spend an hour on the phone back and forth with emails with your employees and dependents explaining to them that, you know, the side effect that you're experiencing is normal for a new medication. Be patient, continue on the medication. You can then tolerate it after a week or two. Things like that there are a lot of employer employees that might mismanage or mishandle their medication because of small issues, and hopefully that will stop it from happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would like to thank you for taking the time out today and educating our listeners regarding why personal, uh, personalized prescribing, and specifically pharmacogenetics, could be a health benefit to an employee and for the employers. Uh, for So thank you for that.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Uh,
0: for anyone listening to our podcast right now, if you'd like to read more case studies or just follow up on what we do here at Personalized Prescribing, please be sure to check us out on our website at www.personalizedprescribing.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter as Personalized Prescribing. This is Sofian signing out, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you.